Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, a certified financial planner and founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We love feedback, and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast. And also, subscribing to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Let the financial fun begin. I'm your host, Josh Nelson, and we are here to help you make decisions about your money and really to use wisdom that's collected from the past, learning from experience, learning from other people that have made mistakes. And of course, as a financial advisor being around for 22 plus years at this point, I've seen a lot of things that have worked really, really well for people and a lot of things that have not worked so well. So I feel like I have a little bit to share and I'm glad that you are here with me today. As always, please feel free to share this with anybody that you would think that it would be useful for. These topics are really meant to trigger conversations, not to be the be-all, end-all for financial planning advice. So today, we're really going to talk about required minimum distributions. And a lot of you have probably heard of what this is. Required minimum distribution is simply the amount that you're required to take out of your retirement accounts, even if you don't want to. So we're going to unpack this. And you might say, well, why would you have to? Why would somebody be making you do that? So what we're talking about here really is your pre-tax retirement accounts, things like IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, things that have been pre-tax contributions, either from you and or your employer. And so the taxes haven't been paid yet. And the lawmakers, they want you to start paying the taxes at this point. It's gotten a little bit better. There's been a couple of changes made to this over the years and some that haven't helped very much at all. But most recently, the age has been increased. It used to be age 70 and a half was the first age that you would have to take an RMD. The age now is age 72. So you do have a little bit more time until you're required to start. And we do watch this, of course. There's been various pieces of legislation that would raise the age even further from that. And the reason why, you know, is because people are living longer. And one thing to think about is that if people are living longer, one concern is making sure that their money is not going to outlast them. And that is the number one fear of retirees is that they're going to run out of money. So for a lot of people, they welcomed that, that increase of the age to age 72. And we hope that lawmakers in the future raise that even further. The bottom line is that nobody likes something that's required. We want to be able to have the flexibility and be able to control our own destiny. So we don't like things that are required, but the required minimum distribution is there because they want people to start paying taxes on the money. So age 72, again, that's the year that you have to take your first required minimum distribution. But there are some curveballs to this. One of those is that you have to kind of look at a couple factors. Number one, how old are you? That does change over time. The IRS has tables that will show you how much you have to take out each year based off of how old you are. So it's a percentage. There's a factor there that shows you how much you have to take out based off of whatever your balance is from the prior year. So those are the two things that we need to know to be able to tell you how much your required distribution is. And of course, if you're a client of ours, we figure this out for you and we make sure that you take it out so you're not penalized. But bottom line is that there are two things, the age and also the balance of your retirement funds. And they say funds because the IRS wants you to add them all together. Now, again, we're talking about just the traditional 
pre-tax variety of funds, not Roth funds. Those are different. These are traditional pre-tax, what we call qualified retirement money, meaning that it does apply here for the required distribution. So balance from the prior year, and that means collective balance. IRS really doesn't care where you take it from. They just want you to pay the taxes. So the IRS is going to have a table for you to use. It's going to use your age and it's going to use the balance of your retirement funds from the prior year. That's going to tell you about how much you need to take out. I just looked at the table and for somebody who's age 72, let's say that this is the first year that you're required to take this, the percentage is roughly 3.8% of the balances. And that works out just fine, at least at the beginning, it works out just fine even if all your money was in retirement funds. It works out just fine in the long run because you know our 4% rule, we don't like you taking more than 4% of your investment balances for a year because then that actually makes us start to worry about you running out of money sometimes in your retirement. So just factor that in. Now, a couple nuances to this. One of those is that years ago when the lawmakers put this into place, they said, we're going to require these distributions, but we are going to give people a little bit of grace because we know the first time people may forget about it. Maybe they go to their CPA and their CPA says, maybe you didn't take your required distribution and it gives people a little bit of extra time. So the required beginning date for somebody that's age 72 is April 1st, the year following the year that they turn age 72. So recognize that that is the only time that that applies, that you get a few extra months to take that required distribution from the prior year. In all years following that, you have to take it by December 31st during that particular year. So you've got to refactor it every year. And again, if you're a client, we figured this out for you. We actually run reports at the end of the year just to make sure that there are no stragglers, people who didn't take their distributions out, because there's kind of a big consequence if you don't. There's a now what? Well, the IRS says we're going to make it really, really painful if you don't take it out. We're actually going to penalize you 50%. That's 5-0. 50% of the required amount is going to come back to the IRS in the form of a penalty. And that's on top of income taxes, believe it or not. So you might actually lose the majority of your required distribution if you don't take it out. Unless you really like giving money to the IRS, it's probably a good idea for you to take your required distribution by the time it's supposed to come out. So recognize this is a really big deal. One other nuance to kind of throw out is that required distributions only apply to those that are age 72 or older if they have qualified funds and that does apply to everybody. So it doesn't matter even if you inherited the funds from a spouse, you also would need to start taking it out. You do have the flexibility. Let's say you've had your spouse pass away you end up inheriting their IRAs and you kind of fold it into your own IRAs. Now you're going to wait until your age 72 and start taking the money out. Depending on the ages of the spouses, that might help or hurt you. But bottom line is that does have to come out. One other nuance to think about is inherited IRAs. Now an inherited IRA is when you inherit money from somebody else who had a retirement account, you were named as beneficiary on that account, and you're not the spouse. Because a spouse, remember, they can just fold the money into their own retirement account. That's normally what we would do there. But if you're not the spouse, it doesn't matter if you're a kid, a cousin, a friend, whoever it is, you are not a spouse. And so you would need to move that money into an inherited IRA for your portion of that. And the old rule was that you would then be able to use what was called the stretch IRA provisions. The stretch IRA distributions actually allowed you to stretch or spread out the distributions from that person's retirement account based off of your life expectancy. So it was a pretty big deal. Let's say a 20-something-year-old 
ended up inheriting money from their grandfather. And now they've got a big chunk of money in a traditional inherited IRA. That money could actually be spread out over their entire life expectancy. And so that was a pretty darn big deal. Now, Congress really screwed up a lot of my clients' estate plans because many of our clients do actually have really large amounts of their net worth that's tied up in qualified retirement plans that would apply to these required distributions. So now the rule is on inherited IRAs that you actually have to liquidate that inherited IRA 10 years from the person's death. So it dramatically shrunk down in most cases, the number of years that that money was allowed to be tax deferred. And depending on the size of the qualified retirement funds, it could be a big chunk of money we're talking about that would end up coming out. Some people will elect to spread that out over 10 years, maybe not that big of a deal, but that loss of tax deferred growth, if you do the math, it ends up being a big amount of money over time. So Congress really screwed that up. That was part of the 2017 tax bill. Not thrilled about that for a lot of our clients, but but that's just the way it goes sometimes. One thing to just note, I think it's important to just recognize that Congress can change the rules whenever they want to. If they get enough lawmakers that decide to put something into place, it doesn't matter what your plans were in the past. So as we're talking about all this stuff, recognize that flexibility, being adaptable is really important because there could be some future Congress down the road that ends up messing up your plans, whatever it was that you had planned on as far as passing on your wealth or distributing out your funds over retirement. They might mess with that and they do mess with that. So just recognize that you do need to be nimble when it comes to your planning. So ultimately, what can you do? Because a lot of people get frustrated. They hear the explanation behind all of this and they say that I don't like it. I don't like how this works. Well, don't fight reality. It is reality. There's no way around it. But there are some things you can do that actually will help out a little bit. One of those is that you can do what's called a qualified gift charity out of your required distribution. And there are some nuances around this. You want to be really careful how you're doing this. But we have a number of our clients that do this because they're able to make a direct transfer to charity from their required distribution, meaning that direct transfer to charity is not taxable either to the owner of the IRA or qualified retirement plan, but it's also not taxable to the charity either. Of course, if it's 501c3, they're a charity, they don't pay taxes on those sorts of things. Uh, Distributions from retirement funds can actually go out this way. Rule right now is up to $100,000 of an RMD. Of course, to have a $100,000 RMD, you'd have to have a monster retirement account. We don't run across those very often, but sometimes it happens. Bottom line is that is one thing that you could end up doing is transfer that money directly to charity. That would be a way that you would be able to transfer that money out and not have to pay the taxes on it. Besides that, there are a few things that we can throw out as far as suggestions, as far as how to plan ahead, because you might not be age 72 and above. Maybe you've got a number of years until you get to that point, and maybe it's your parents that are there, your grandparents that are there right now, and you say, I don't like this. I don't like how this works. I'd like to kind of get around this somehow. Well, there are some ways. Again, the charity thing is one, but beyond that, There's a few things to recognize that I like to always point out to clients when we're trying to plan ahead and plan for a future that's unpredictable. Because let's say you've got 20, 30, 40 years until you reach age 72. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of presidents. That's a lot of Congresses. (laughs) It's a lot of changes to the tax code. So just recognizing that you're not going to be able to predict that. Nobody will. So we do need to be doing some planning ahead and to put it in ourselves into a position where we can be nimble, we can be flexible, we can adapt to the circumstances over time as they change. Number one is to be diversified. 
but be diversified from a tax standpoint. I'm not talking about investment diversification. I'm talking about tax diversification. So be diversified from a tax standpoint. What I mean by that is don't have all your money in one tax basket. When you think about qualified retirement funds, what you've been doing is you've been putting money away for years and years and years probably, and you've gotten tax benefits by doing that. You've been able to deduct those expenses either by having it taken out pre-tax, or if you made a traditional IRA contribution, you might have been able to deduct that as well. So just recognize that you've been putting that money away. It's tax deferred. Sometimes people do such a good job that they just end up with this monster retirement account It's all pre-tax and they don't have other tax categories that they can pull money from. So they end up with some monster required distributions and not a lot of tax flexibility. And I mentioned before, some of these people were ones that had just planned on those stretch IRA provisions staying around and they didn't really tax diversify because they didn't think they needed to. They thought that those stretch distributions would kind of spread out the tax liability for their kids over time, really wouldn't be that big of a deal. Now it's a really big deal for those folks. So if we have a chance to plan ahead, be diversified from a tax standpoint, have all three categories. We like to use three categories, traditional or pre-tax funds. That could either be a 401k or an IRA means that that money has not yet been taxed. Roth IRA or Roth 401k means the money has already been taxed and it's going to come out tax-free, probably penalty-free later on as long as we play by the rules. So that is a tax-free bucket of money so it can grow tax-free, be distributed tax-free both to you and your heirs down the road. And then finally, the other category will be taxable investment accounts. That would just be investment accounts that aren't tied to any special rules when it comes to retirement distributions. It's good to have all three because there are lots of different rules that we have to play by and those rules change. So having all three categories is a good thing. Number two strategy is to bite the bullet and pay the taxes up front. I like Roth. We like Roth a lot during planning sessions with clients. We talk a lot about this and tell people if you can bite the bullet, if you can stomach paying the taxes by making Roth 401k contributions, by making Roth IRA contributions, what you're giving up basically is the current deduction of the current tax benefit that you might be able to get based off of a traditional IRA or traditional 401k contribution. So what you're doing basically is saying, I want to pay the taxes now. I'd really like to pay the taxes now on these dollars because I think the benefit of having tax-free distributions down the road, both to me and my heirs, would be a really good thing. So I'm going to just bite the bullet, pay the taxes up front. Retirement distributions are not required from Roth funds, at least right now because this could change down the road, but Roth IRAs do not require required minimum distributions. They do not require a certain age that you start taking money out. So a lot more flexibility there. And of course, the tax-free growth, the tax-free distribution to heirs, it looks pretty attractive, especially if we're talking to people who have a lot of time until they're planning on taking the money out. If you're young, if you're starting out in your 20s, 30s, 40s even, there's a lot of advantage, I think, looking at the number of years you have for this money to grow a lot of advantage to looking at Roth. So consider that. And then finally, I think the strategy that you really want to make sure that you're always following is to have a financial plan, actually have a financial strategy around all of this. These things are not all in little bubbles of decisions. These are all going to be impacting each other. So having a financial plan, and because there are so many things that are interrelated and so many moving parts, we always recommend, so you have that third party, that fiduciary, to have a certified financial planner that's helping you with your plan to keep you accountable and also help you see what you don't see. And the reality is that we all don't see things. That's always a benefit of getting coaching is that there's somebody else out there that can see things that we don't see. So giving us advice 
advice, giving us thoughts, giving us their experience. The certified financial planner is a fiduciary that's really compensated to help you and your family and helping you succeed over time. Again, the three things that we like to do as far as really strategizing behind all of this is to number one, be tax diversified. Make sure that you've got different pieces of your pie when it comes not just to the diversification of your investments, but also the diversification of your taxes. So have all three categories, have traditional or pre-tax funds, have Roth, and have taxable investment accounts. Remember, another rule we need to worry about is that traditional and Roth, those generally cannot be pulled out until you're age 59 and a half. That's another magic age that the IRS kind of throws out there. So that's why we want to have taxable investment accounts. We might need some funds earlier if we retire earlier, or if you have other things that come up that we need that money for. So having all three of those buckets is a good thing. Number two, again, biting the bullet, paying the taxes up front and doing Roth. We like Roth, so we like to max those things out. And if you can do Roth conversions, say if you've already got a bucket of traditional money that you just want to bite the bullet on and pay the taxes, Roth conversions currently have no income limits. So you can make as much money as you want to and still do Roth conversions. Of course, that could change over time. And then number three, having a financial plan and a certified financial planner helping you with it. So that's really what we like to talk about with clients when it comes to required distributions, just recognizing that these are the rules today and these will change over time. Don't even just say, well, they could change. Let's just assume they're going to change a bunch over time. That's why we want to be so nimble with our planning because we are going to have to change based off of what Congress does down the road, based off of how our own lives are changing and our companies, our benefits are, are things that we don't necessarily have control over, making sure that we have the ability to be nimble with that. Hey, I just want to thank you. We just did our 3,000th download on the Wiser Financial Advisor. So thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing here. We always like to get feedback. So feel free to email us at communications at keystonefinancial.com with any topics, any ideas. We're also going to be incorporating a lot more interviews coming up in 2022. So stay tuned for that. Also, please support us by making sure that you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service. Whichever one you're on, we are on there as well. That does help us out quite a bit. Otherwise, thanks for being part of what we're doing. Have an outstanding week and God bless. This episode has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors. Investment advisory services offered through Keystone Financial Services and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.